You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. So welcome, guys, to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. Thanks for being here, friends. Yeah, so, glad to be here. Yeah, I'm here with Ryan Leighton. Yep. Used to be my co-host. Yeah. So it's good to have you back. Yeah, and back. Tanner Smith and Denise Ward. And uh, we're just going to talk a little bit today about our new um, reading plan, our desire to walk through the Bible, the New Testament this year as a family at Clear Creek. So we just wanna walk through what that's gonna look like and why we're doing it. So thank you for being here. These are our three experts for the day. Oh yeah, absolutely experts. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just jump in and ask, first of all, uh, I'll ask you, Ryan. So uh, why why are we doing this? What is this reading plan even gonna look like? Yeah, so... We're all on a team called the Spiritual Formation Team. Uh, also, Lance Lawson and Greg Poor are part of that team, but we didn't have enough chairs and microphones for everybody to gather up. So we took a vote. Um, we took a vote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, about a year and a half, uh, we surveyed our navigators, small group leaders, to uh, ask them what were some of the uh, areas of growth that they identify within their people who are in their small group. And we asked a bunch of different questions, but one of the things that emerged from that was uh, just a need for us as a church to grow into biblical literacy um, and uh, having a regular rhythm of reading the Bible. And so uh, for really, I mean, ever since then, we had been really praying about and thinking about what would that look like as a church to have an emphasis to grow into um, uh, knowing more about the Bible and how to read the Bible. And so as time went on, we started actually start talking less about biblical literacy and more about biblical fluency. Fluency is more about uh, like how do you become really fluent in a language, not just, you know, that way you can just read it, but you can actually converse with it. The Bible is impacting your life. So um, for the last six months or so, we've been working on a uh, this idea of spending 2024 of really making that like a year of the Bible in a sense of focusing on how we can uh, engage the Bible um, and, uh, and have it to shape our lives. And so there's a bunch of different things that we're working on, but really for the first three months of the year, emphasizing uh, some different practices around how we bring the Bible into our life. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, did that yeah. answer your question? Yeah, so you far? did, you yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, and I know Denise, um, so like Ryan said, you're part of the spiritual formation team. So you've been thinking about this and praying about it. Um, but I know you also have some like personal reasons why. Yeah, well, and even this morning, I do a small group at uh, 6.30 on Wednesday mornings, and we're just getting back after the holiday break. And one of the women came in, and um, she was like, man, I just need to be here. Mm. And then she said, I am disciplined in every area of my life. Mm. Um, she's a Ironman. She's a triathlete. Wow. She um, eats well. She's very structured in her work. She's very successful. Mm. But she said... I cannot, I have never been disciplined in reading the Bible. So I was like, awesome, we have something new. And so as a group, we're going to do this as a group, and hopefully that will help her get some of the same kind of traction in her spiritual life as she's got in every other area of her life. I think some of the language that you just used is really helpful, language like structures and rhythms and disciplines, and that's kind of the idea. I think a lot of people hope to grow spiritually, hope to grow into the image of Jesus, and yet recognize there aren't really those uh, structures or those rhythms mm-hmm. set up in their life in, in order to provide that kind of growth or to help that kind of growth flourish. And so having a daily rhythm of reading the Bible is a huge part of that, mm-hmm. a huge part of sitting at the feet of Jesus. And that's yeah. what we want to do. Yeah, and I, I know as part of our conversations that we all had together, um, 
you know, it's it's one thing to come to church. You know, a lot of us are really disciplined about that, you know, or even being in small group, but the the personal aspect yep. of on our own being in the Word yeah. for whatever reason, whether it's time or just intimidation, that can be the hardest part for people. For and sure. so this is really a way for people to do this, just them and God together going yeah. through His Word. Yeah. Absolutely. So we uh, talked about lots of different options. Uh, we landed on bread. Yeah. So Tanner, why don't you tell me just a little bit of what that is? Sure. Yeah. So why the, we chose it? Like you said, there are a lot of different options, and different options work for different people at different times and different stages of life. We, you know, looked at some of those different options. Some of them focus a little bit more on the prayerful aspect of reading the scriptures. Like I think of a. Um, kind of a historic way of prayerfully meditating on scriptures called Lectio Divina. There are um, more sort of intellectually stimulating ways to study the Bible. Um, so there's kind of a spectrum there of different ways to interact with the scriptures. And all, all those things are great. What bread does, which I think we, we thought was helpful, is it kind of takes, it borrows from all of those in some way. Um, and so uh, we'll walk through the acronym, I'm sure, but it, the aspect or, or the idea is to take the prayerful meditation of scripture, but then also to meet it with application and integration into your life so that it is kind of both. You're, you're both studying it and you're applying it. You're yeah. praying it, but you're also living it. So bread is just a helpful tool mm-hmm. with that kind of study yeah. in mind. Yeah, I mean, that's super helpful. And I love how you explain that. And because it's, it's hard to know how to do all of that mm-hmm. on your yeah. own. So let's go ahead and, and walk sure. through that because yeah, it sounds, great. you know, it sounds a little bit intimidating. It's going to yeah. do all these things for you, but really, like you said, it's just a helpful tool. So let's just start walking through it. So, yeah. so each, each letter of bread stands for something, this process yep. that we're going to walk through together. Right. So let's just start with B. Yeah. So the first <laughs> one is be still. Yeah. And I think the idea there is just to quiet your heart before the Lord. Um, preferably be great if you had a place that was quiet. Uh, I know not everyone does, especially if you have young kids at home or <laughs> things like that. But just to quiet your heart, quiet your mind. Um, sometimes I keep a notepad. As things come in my mind, I just jot them down. So I just put it aside and uh, just to eliminate distractions so that you can focus on what you're going to read. And I would say, you know, prayerfully begin and ask the Lord to really to even maybe hold back the distractions and give you that time. Mm-hmm. And then to ask Holy Spirit to fill you and, and teach you, speak to you. So yeah. I think a lot of us think that we're kind of expert multitaskers. <clears throat> so we listen to podcasts in the car or we listen to music while we work and we think that we can do all these different things at once. And research shows that like that's not actually the most helpful way for us to mm-hmm. absorb information okay. or to become formed by those things that we're doing. In fact, it contributes to us feeling worried and scattered and spread thin and busy and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea is if we're going to come into the presence of God to study the scriptures as much as is possible, let's try to find ways to, to focus entirely on that, to remove some of those distractions, to try not to multitask doing this while you're also cooking breakfast or whatever. But if it, as much as is possible to try to create those environments, you want to hit. You want to hit the R. Sure. Um, R is for read. So we're going to read the Bible. Got to read and, it. And uh, yeah, we're going to read it. And so uh, we have. Uh, we we talked a lot as a spiritual formation team. What are we going to read in 2024? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you could do uh, read through the Bible, which is probably somewhere around four chapters a day every day to get through the entire Bible. 
Um, you could do, you know, smaller chunks where you're doing a few verses or paragraphs a day. We ultimately landed on reading uh, one chapter a day and to go through the New Testament. And uh, if we did that six days a week and built in like an extra like day in there, that would still be a little bit short of the whole year. And so we thought, well, let's throw in some Psalms in there, especially some Psalms that mm-hmm. relate to the New Testament passages that we are reading that week. And so some of the uh, the order that we've chosen, um, we you know we looked at a bunch of different options and different plans out there, and we've somewhat tailored it. But the idea is, um, you know, we're going to begin in Luke, um, and then move through Luke into Acts, and uh, just kind of start moving into the New Testament from there. And then at certain points, go back to some of those gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, and then we'll end the year in John. Um, so yeah, one chapter a day. We'll we'll read through that. Um, you'll probably want to read through it a second time, maybe even a third time, just to kind of read it slower. Um, you know, if you're someone who wants to highlight in your Bible or underline, then, you know, underline, you know, start to notice some patterns and things that repeat, uh, maybe some questions that are just coming up as you're simply reading it. Um, if you have a journal, you know, get a journal out, start writing down some of those things. Uh, but yeah, R is for read. Yeah, which is, it, that's, you're like, it's for a read. I mean, yeah. that seems so obvious, but sometimes that's the hardest thing outside yeah. of putting away your phone and distractions. It's right. just open, open the Bible, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I think that takes so much faith to believe that that really is God speaking to us. When we, when we, when we open the Bible, it's God speaking to us, but we just, we, but we have to read it. Before we do anything else. Yeah. And to Ryan's point, even the way that we read it, you know, there's something to be said of reading through the Bible, just to read through the Bible, just to kind of get an overall grasp and picture of of what it is and what it says. But I think the hope for bread is, as he said, even to read it once, but then maybe read it again a little slower to, to help you kind of be still, to help you slow down. And as you read it, for things to come to life in a way that if you were just trying to power through and get mm-hmm. it done, it might not normally be able to. Yeah, so I mean, like the, like the audio Bible, I was looking at our app because you can also follow along and do it on the app. <clears throat> I, I noticed that if you were to listen to it, most of these chapters are somewhere between four and like seven minutes long. Oh. Oh. And sometimes the reading is even probably slower than you might actually just read it yourself. And you right. think about like how long it would take to read one chapter. Mm-hmm. It can be about five minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, and so just to, you know, read it once and then even just take some time to read it again, you know, it's not... It's not as long as we'd think, right. you know. So um, I'm glad one, you mentioned that because yeah. there are some people that struggle to read, yeah. mm-hmm. and some people are just autological learners, you know. And so right. it might be good read it and then listen to it, mm-hmm. or yeah. And that's encouraging also to say it's four to five minutes because um, this morning someone said, "Oh, a chapter a day that seems like a lot," and I'm like, "I really don't think it will be." And we're not doing just this in-depth Bible study, looking at cross references and. All that stuff. I mean, if you have the time to do that, great. But um, I think it's doable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, I also think, don't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. If my early years in the Word, I was afraid <laughs> of what I didn't know, and so, and there's gonna be words that you're, I didn't know how to pronounce. Mm-hmm. There's people's names that are weird. Um, but it's like just start mm-hmm. and see what the Lord does kind of deal, you know, so Mm -hmm. don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And a chapter in the Bible is not the same thing as a chapter in a book. I think when we say chapter, people tend to think, oh, that's like 25 pages and I can't do that. It's 
it's a lot when we say chapters, just a section of scripture right. in the in the Bible. Yeah. And so it really is yep. just five minutes. And really for most of history, people couldn't read it. They were listening to it. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, there are lots of people who that's how they read books. It's okay if that's how you're right. in the word too. Yeah, for sure. So E, examine. Oh, it's back to me again? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I looked at you, yeah. Yeah, so examine is just, I mean, it's the next step in, in digging into it a little bit. Uh, you know, we say uh, examine this, the scripture and then also let it examine you. Yeah. And so this is a, you know, it is a spiritual process. So that's why we begin by being uh, still and being prayerful, asking the spirit to work in us. So uh, we're letting God to sort of, you know, use the, the word to convict us and challenge us, encourage us to really speak to where we are because uh, we do believe it is God's word. Uh, but yeah, we're digging into it a little bit more. And so some of those questions or some of those words, you didn't know what they meant. Um, if you have the time to um, maybe look up what those might mean. You know, if you have a study Bible, we, you know, big proponent of the ESV study Bible. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I have like a, a quiet time with every, every day is an ESV yeah. study Bible. Sometimes I I look at the notes. Uh, I say most of the time I look at the notes because I'm like, oh, what is it? And then and then you know over time I sometimes get frustrated. Ah, oh, they didn't actually answer my question in there, <laughs> and maybe I have to go look someplace else, or maybe I just think, all right, someday I'll go look that up some more. Um, and then sometimes you don't. You just read it and you're like, okay, that's good. And you sort of take down some more uh, just in depth notes mm-hmm. about you know how does that connect to what he was saying before. Or, mm-hmm. um, in the chapter I read yeah. two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 I think to examining not just the text that you're looking at, it's really helpful when you're reading through large sections of the Bible, like reading through the whole New Testament in a year, to zoom out a little bit. So for me, every time I start a new book, I go and and watch the Bible Project's overview introduction to that book, Mm -hmm. which helps give me the literary framework, the structure, the context for the book. And now when I'm reading it, I'm reading it really through a different lens. So that helps me examine it instead of just kind of like coming in cold turkey and Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And you're like, all right, I have no idea what's going on right now. So that's helpful for me to examine. It's Paul and what's an apostle? Yeah, exactly. Or read the introduction if yeah, in your yeah. Bible, uh, just and kind of. I know we we talk about hearing it as the original he- um, audience would have heard it. Yeah. You know, it's just to kind of put yourself in that context, and um, also to remember that this is God's book, not our mm-hmm. book. You yeah. know, what does this tell me about God? And um, you know, you talk about if I if I don't know a word, I will take a time usually to either look that up, or sometimes I just put a cue out beside of it. You know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go look at that later, and. Uh, Anyway, just yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's doable. Oh, we, all, we, all <laughs> took, we all took a breath as we're going to answer. I was going to ask, like, so maybe follow up with that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, talk about like cross references. I remember, you know, as being a, someone just reading the Bible for the first time and just seeing these little tiny, like, you know, numbers and stuff off to the side. Yes. And then when someone explained like what a cross reference was and, and how they help, right. and then, oh, okay, now I get that. So maybe talk about so well, a funny story on myself is the very first Bible that I really went and bought for myself. I was joining a Bible study organization that I had heard they didn't want you reading commentaries or anything like that until after you had done the study. <clears> and um, so I bought just this simple, it had no cross references, it had no notes in it, and later was really sad that I had done that, but um, because a cross reference is just like, and they usually note it in the verse with an uh, A or or either a letter or a number, and then down at the bottom in the footnotes, you can go find that, and then it'll send you to another... 
passage that either gives you a parallel or gives you a fuller understanding of what was going mm. on. So it's really helpful to be able to see what's happening here, yeah. what they mean by that, or... Um, you know, sometimes I, I, as a new believer, I wanted to know, and we're covering some of this in the church, it's like, well, who decided this was going to be in the Bible? And yeah. who wrote this book? And mm-hmm. can I depend on it? And just the cross-references helped me see the how things tick and tie, how yeah. they they all fit together. The Bible supports itself. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's an easy thing to do. It's useful. It's kind of fun, especially it's another one of those things. If you have the time to do it, mm-hmm. yeah. it will really help you have a fuller understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Question, what, what, so we talk about examining the Bible by asking questions, but like in terms of letting the Bible examine you, what does that mm-hmm. look like for you guys? Probably looks different, a little bit different for each of us. Mm-hmm. Put you on the spot with that one. Yeah, I think we can come to, that's part of also just quieting, being still and yeah. praying about before you go to scripture, of really being open to let the Lord speak to you. Yeah. Um, we don't, we're blind to our own stuff a lot of times. Mm. And I think if we'll read scripture with a heart and a mindset that we really want to follow, yeah. we want uh, Jesus, we want to be more like him, we, we want to... Um, really show our allegiance and follow our king, you know, it's like, it's just a heart issue of, okay, I'm going to really look at scripture and see what it has to say to me. Uh, I think for me, sometimes I see what it has to say for everyone else, (laughs) but I don't. Um, And so I think that's an examine. What is, and it kind of comes down in the application section of what do you, okay, what do I do with this now? Yeah. uh, yeah, I've heard it said recently that you know, as you're reading the Bible as a as a story, it's important to try to f- identify where you are in that story. Mm-hmm. We know the Bible wasn't written to us, but it was written for us. So, wh- where am I located as a par- as it pertains to this passage? You know, how can I like interact with this passage, whether it's a truth or a narrative or a whatever? So, for me, as I like, I'm reading through it. Those are kind of the questions I'm asking, like. What's this supposed? To, what kind of response is this supposed to elicit in me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's about yeah, it's your posture of how you're coming to this. I mean, and, you know, it's like y'all, both of y'all have said. I mean, if you're coming to 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 get it done, it's a checkbox for you. You're coming to study it. I mean, it's you know, it, I remember in having a professor once talk about it. it's like you know, you're not going to the Bible as if you are a, a surgeon who's opening it all up and poking it around in there, but you're really letting the spirit do that work of surgery in your own heart mm-hmm. and poke around at you. Like you're you're seeing the areas of your life that mm. don't align with what God says. And what is your posture in that moment? Is it just sort of like, well, you know, this would be good for other people or mm-hmm. this, would, you know, oh yeah, that, that's it. That's an interesting point. You know, now I know something else. Or are you actually wanting God to, to shape you? Yeah. Um, is it challenging your worldview? Is mm-hmm. it challenging how you view money? Um, uh, you know, your sexual ethic, relationships. Yeah. Like, what are the things that are coming to mind as you're reading this? Right. Um, and those are, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, you read through like the the Sermon on the Mount. There's a lot of things that, you know, you could say, oh, here's what Jesus means by that. Here's how he's, you know, he's kind of pull, going to the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments. But like, when he talks about anger, when yeah. he talks about divorce, talks mm-hmm. about lust, talks about, you know, all these different things, you're like, well, actually, let me turn that inward a little right, bit and ask sure. some probing questions in my own heart. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like how you're talking about posture because it really, and I like how um, E really is examine the text and let the exa- text examine you. Yeah. 
um, because you, you have to have both of those together. Mm-hmm. If you're not examining the text, or if you're not trying to, we can tend to sort of just pull out whatever we want to pull out and make it whatever we want to make it. So we have to sort of try at least, and we all are in different spaces trying to do that, different levels trying to do that. But then if we don't, then no matter where we are, yeah. let the text examine us, then it's for what? Right. Like you have to remember why we're even reading this to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's God's word to us. It's personal. Yes. It's intimate. It's relational. And it's, this, is, this is the authority in our lives. Because right. I think sometimes that's hard too. It's like we're not just reading because right. we're supposed to be reading it. Like this is really God's word to us. And yeah. his word to us is how we know who he is. Yes. And it really can transform your life. Yes. Like that, yes. we wouldn't have created this and spent a bunch of time on this and be pushing this as a tool and resource for people if we didn't actually believe that, you know, sitting at the feet of Jesus by reading his word mm-hmm. every day w- will actually transform yes. your life. It matters. Yeah. And we all yes. have experiences with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a posture. That's a posture yep. of, uh, this is, this is real. Right. This is actually God speaking to me and I want to be a part of his story Yeah, because it's the only story. For sure. Yep. Yeah. So what about A? I mean, we're already moving into A yeah. a little bit. It's good. Sharon, you want to go into yeah, that? Yeah, sure. A is apply. So um, I think an, an element of this that's important, and actually we have it kind of written on the, the bookmark that we're handing out, but it says write down one thing. The simplicity of that I think is helpful because I know for me, sorry, I'll, I'll finish the idea first. Apply is taking one thing from the text and just saying, this is what I want to try to live into today. I want to <laughs> try to take what I've read and in some way embrace body it mm-hmm. and uh, apply it, put it into my life um, in some aspect today. But the simplicity of that, I think is important because you can read a passage and kind of be overwhelmed, especially if it's like the Sermon on the Mount and you're like, oh man, I just got 15 things that I feel like I need to change about my life right now. And I, I, I don't think that that is necessarily, we don't, we're not on this, some fast track to spiritual formation. It is a slow process mm-hmm. of God, uh, peeling apart our heart layer by layer and uncovering things and us responding to him. So just finding literally just one thing that day to write down in a journal and say, uh, God, this is how I sense that you're speaking to me today and asking me to live into this text. And so help me today to do this and just Mm -hmm. picking one thing. Yeah. How do do I respond? I think somebody said that earlier. How do I respond? I mean, that's to me a really great way to think about it because um, whether it's something where you're like, I see all of these things I should be doing, mm-hmm. so what do I do right now, prayerfully? But also, you might be at some point in the Old Testament, and you're reading some story, and you're like, I have no idea yeah. what this has to do with me. And so just, it, but still, examining the text, examining your heart can help lead you to, well, how do I respond to this? Right. Is it just, I trust you with this biblical story? Yep. Or you've been with your people, you know, throughout the thousands and thousands of years, and so I trust you. There's always a way to respond yeah. right, to God's story to right. us. Yeah. And I think uh, I will often, if I'm, especially in something like that, where I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what I'm personally, where I fit in this, but it's like, well, what's it showing me about God? Mm-hmm. You know, and I will add, look for His character, and I think... I, I want to study the Bible so that I can know Him more and so that I can make Him known. And that, I know that maybe sounds trite, but I want to know Him truthfully, yeah. ac- accurately. And so that's what Bible study, you know, it's like, okay, well, now so what? I read mm-hmm. a passage and I'm like, okay, Lord, so what? What do I do with this? And that's yeah. just, um, you know, it's either I'm going to learn something about you or we've some of the stuff we've put on the bookmark, is there, is there a sin I need to confess or is there... Yeah. 
some correction in my life that I need to make. But again, it's like we talked earlier, it's posture. It's I'm willing. I mm-hmm. want to change. Um, it's not just to be a good churchgoer or, you know, so that my neighbors think I'm a nice person. I really want to be like Jesus. Yeah. And uh, so that the people in my life that don't know him will see a little glimpse of him in me maybe. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, it's like, what what do I need to apply? And then like we're being honest enough with ourselves to be willing to. Mm-hmm change and so the language in the book of james comes to mind when it says like you know you come to a mirror you observe a man observes his natural face in a mirror and sees that there's whatever it's it's out of order but then he walks away unchanged from it sometimes with application we think well i didn't read anything that told me what to do today Um, but it's not always just something to do like what you're saying or what i'm hearing you say is that sometimes it's literally just what what aspect of the scriptures I, can I integrate into my life? Mm-hmm. How can I walk away different yeah. than when I came to that mirror in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that just pops in my mind is like even reading the birth account of Jesus and you think about Mary and what all she went through. Mm-hmm. And so I'm obviously not going to be called to do that. <laughs> but how would I have responded to something hard yeah. that God asked me to do, something that might have been really humiliating or that no one would have believed mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of deal? And so... That's an application yeah, for me is for sure. looking at her life and looking at how she responded and and then asking myself, how would I have, you know, so. Yeah. And I, I think um, it's okay for, you know, I, I think sometimes it, you know, for all people, whether you're starting out of this, you've been doing it for a long time, we tend to think, okay, this has to be something big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this has to be something like that is going to happen in my life. And and sometimes we are, it's a bad day or a busy day or whatever. But when we're just faithful, like sometimes your application, your response can just be like, thank you for speaking to me today and mm-hmm. for being with me. Yeah. I mean, we want to be examining Scripture and ourselves, you know, deeper than that consistently. Right. But sometimes that really is, that's enough mm-hmm. whenever it really is something we're doing all the time. You know, it doesn't have to be something profound, right, yeah. that we're seeing. Yep. And, and I would also say, I mean, if we're, if we're going to do this six days a week for an entire year, I mean, there's 260 chapters <laughs> yeah. in the New Testament plus Psalms. It's a lot of different applications. So, I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, you may have one that sort of repeats from <laughs> yes. day to day or come back to, and, you know, you're not going to be able to check that off. Like, oh, I read that and I applied that. All right, day two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it is a process. Yes. Isn't there another acronym? Not to get like acronym inception here, <laughs> but there's an acronym for basically applying what you've read in the Bible, right? Isn't it? There like, is. And, yeah. yeah, it's on it? here. We just we just don't use it as an acronym, but it's, it's oh, okay. spec. Yeah, it's spec. Is there a sin right. to confess, yeah. a promise to... No, or keep, or hope, yeah. yeah, and it's in here. Uh, e, example to follow, C's command to obey, and, and K, I think it's for knowledge. Like, is there something for me to know? To know, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, we didn't want to do an acronym with an acronym. An acronym within an acronym. <laughs> Whoa, this is getting crazy. Yeah. No, but You're yeah. like, I thought y'all said five minutes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Within that acronym, yeah. there's another acronym. Yeah. And then with that acronym. Yeah. Well, to wrap up our acronym. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, D, so yeah. what does that look like? Yes. What does it mean? What does it stand for? Uh, devote, devote to prayer. To prayer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, devote to prayer. Yeah. And all of our na- acronyms. Yeah. Prayer never fits. There's I never, know. The P never fits. So, and uh, bless, it didn't fit either. So. Yeah, it would have been called prep. Yeah. Devo- devote to prayer. So <laughs> it's the idea of taking um, the application and devoting that application to prayer. And yeah. so I think what we've had in here for you know our bread journals and our we've had to actually like write out a prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you know, for a lot of people, if you've never done that before, it's a really helpful exercise. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you don't always have to write it out if you don't have the time to, or I, you know, I feel like, you know, if I write something, it takes me a really long time to like write it out. And then mm-hmm. I go back and read it and it took me about five seconds to read it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, it took me five minutes to write it. And I could have <laughs> just actually, you know, prayed a lot more, but uh, it is helpful to it's actually helpful. write it out, Yeah, you know, um, or even just to like write out bullet points of, of prayer requests. Um, yeah. And that may apply to this, this study or even just other things that are going on in your life. Sure. And as you flip through that bread journal, you're looking back at how God has answered those prayers throughout the year. Um, so, yeah. What you're talking about journaling is a huge part of this. You know, again, to kind of, I think it's, it's a value added kind of a thing, bread is. And so the, the more kind of, uh, the more of yourself in those moments of whatever part of, whatever time of day you sit down to do this, the more you can integrate your body into it by writing some things down, uh, the more you can have kind of, dialogue with God. Sometimes we think of the Bible as just like, I opened it, I read it, God spoke to me, I closed it and like went about my day. I think part of the encouragement with bread is that we want it, we want sort of to encourage people to have a conversation. So prayer at the end of it is extremely important. And I would even say throughout it, kind of just asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to open up your eyes, to see what you maybe wouldn't have seen before. But then at the end to kind of take all that you've just read and studied and just say, okay, here I am, you know, how can I surrender to what I've read today? That's a huge part of this. And to leave that off, well, not only would it have not made for a good acronym, but it makes for an incomplete time with Jesus at his feet. And I think it solidifies what you've spent time in that day. And then it's likely that throughout the day, you're going to think of it again and Mm -hmm. just meditate on the word a little bit Mm -hmm. and just take more of it in. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, disciplines are just a way to remind us to uh, abide in Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's during this, and then yep. it carries us through. And right. so this is just a way to remind ourselves, okay, we don't just think of what we should be doing right. and then walk away and say, okay, we need God to do this in us because every part of this is grace. Yes, Every part of this is just God working in us through all these means of grace. Yes. Mm-hmm. We joke that... Um, you know, it, P didn't work for prayer, so it became a, a D. But I actually do think that the language of devote is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, we say when we want to be fully devoted mm-hmm. followers of Christ, there is an, an element of surrendering ourselves, devoting ourselves, committing ourselves to what we've just read to embody that in our daily mm-hmm. life. So yep. it, it wasn't uh, completely unintentional there. <laughs> yep. Okay, so what? So that that is super helpful and really simple. And good, but it also can feel intimidating. So sure. what what for y'all is the most difficult part of this, of the discipline of just being in the Word? I think setting aside the time in a purposeful way, because so many things can jump in my way. Mm-hmm. And I don't have young kids at home anymore. And uh, for me, if, if I open my phone or my iPad often in the morning, I lose track of what I, I mean, the time for me to do this would be early in the morning mm-hmm. before anything gets going. But if I let something else come into that first spot, yeah, then I will lose it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think one of the hardest things is uh, just to really make it a priority, singular, yeah. <laughs> the priority, and um, then just to stick with it. And if I lose track, to come back to it. Yeah, I think don't give it up. Don't mm-hmm. just throw it mm-hmm. away of, okay, I'm, I mess that up again, you know, and um, just try to really stick with it. And then to remind myself of how I've heard God speak mm-hmm. and 
I mean, it's just crazy to think that we get that, that we have a God that wants us to know Him. And yeah. so it's like, just remind myself <laughs> of what a privilege that is. But yeah, so even as an empty nester, just making the just right making time, time for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Buy helpful. Well, I was just going to say to that, I'm, I'm not an empty nester. Yeah. I do have little kids at home. And I think for a lot of us that do, we can tend to think like, oh, this will be a lot easier when, mm-hmm, you know, the kids mm-hmm. get older or whatever. And I'm sure to some degree, but the distraction is still there, yep. you know? And so I, I can definitely resonate with that. For me, I, I think just what I mentioned before of integration is really hard. So it's easy for me to read something in the morning and be like, wow, that's really good. Or, wow, I really needed to hear that or whatever. But actually walking in that through mm-hmm. the rest of the day it requires uh, an ex, sort of an extra level of discipline. And I think a part of that is community. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I'm not necessarily super quick to do is then is to go to people that I live my life alongside of, whether it's people I work with or my family or friends, people in my small group, to say, this is what God spoke to me this morning. And he challenged me with this. And I need to change something about my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, you know, can we talk about that? Or can you pray for me? Or can you help me even to kind of stay on that track? Um, and so just kind of like basically reading it, looking in the mirror and then walking away and change is probably one of my yeah. greatest struggles. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things about that though, is if we're all doing it together and we're all basically yeah. in the same area, you know, we might not be on the exact day, but, uh, but that's, that gives us great opportunity to talk to the people that we do life with to Absolutely. say, Hey, this is what God showed me today, or I didn't understand this. Can you yeah. help me? So I think that's exciting. So that is yeah. really exciting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're hoping as a church. Like we're all mm-hmm. doing this together. It's yeah. not yeah. just small groups, hopefully it's small groups, but then everybody together and we can even talk about it like on you know, Sundays and Wednesdays on our in our service. Yeah. But like, hey, this yeah. week we read this passage and then, you know, um, yeah. so uh, yeah, for me, I mean, both those things. I mean, for, I, I'm a like a rhythm routine kind of guy. So, um, you know, once, if I have something locked into that, then it's a little easier. But then if I get off of that, like if I'm on vacation, mm-hmm. then the things I normally do in the morning get thrown off. And so uh, that can be a little challenging. Uh, I'm so for me. jealous of that. I'm yeah. Just... Well, and well, the thing is, I, what I would you know, encourage someone to do is to think through what are the things that you always do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not everyone's a morning person, but, um, you know, you eat lunch every day or you go to sleep every night and you're, mm-hmm. you brush your teeth. There's certain mm-hmm. things that you do. And so it's a matter of how can I make this a part of one of those rhythms that I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, I'm, a, I'm an early morning person. So I wake up and I, and I try to have that as my regular time. Um, and, you know, I've gotten... To the point where that's almost, you know, about seven days a week, I kind of have the same routine, but it does get thrown off for certain things. Uh, but I remember, you know, someone, they talked about how uh, they try to read the Bible before they go to sleep uh, just to give God the last word of the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, because, you know, what is the last word of my day? Well, it's probably something on my phone or something else. And I thought, wow, well, you know, I could probably do both. But I mean, it's, you know, for someone who, if it's not their first word of the day, maybe it's the last word of the mm-hmm. day, you know, they, yeah. before they go to sleep. I know some or people, maybe it's their like exhausted point of the day, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, you know, putting a reminder in for, you know, lunchtime or uh-huh. one yeah. o'clock or w- whatever it is. Just um, just a, a time that they have during during the day, most days where they can actually sit mm-hmm. aside set aside and do that. Um, so that's one. And the other one I can relate to what Tanner says, because it's so early in the morning, uh, it can feel like a different day. So if you were to ask me like 9 a.m., hey, what'd you read this morning? Like I would probably forget well, yeah. what I read at 
430 when you woke up because you're a robot. Um, So it would help me, or it does does help me to have other people in my life that were all reading this together. And so, um, yeah. It'll have some other reminders. Yeah. yeah. I would also say, though, for young for young families, I started Bible study when my kids were really little, mm-hmm. and there is great value to them seeing you yeah. with your Bible open and reading the Word and saying, hold mm-hmm. on just a minute, yeah. or sit here. You've talked about this before. You know, sit here and color with yeah. me while I study Shh, my Bible. Don't, yeah, don't, don't scream God. at them. Yeah. Don't cuss at them and say, I'm <laughs> yeah. studying my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen it, I've seen it, you know, format in my kids' lives. And yeah. so it's like, you know, our kids don't get the the first of us all the time. Yeah. And yeah. it's good for them to see that God does. Was so. it John and Charles Wesley's mother, who I think it was said of her that she, the only, I think they have, I don't remember how many kids that she had. 12, I think. And she'd <laughs> wow. cover her head with an apron yeah, while she's with a plan. prayed This is like, this is my sacred space. If you see this over my head, do not come. I am in the presence of God here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, so, having scripture open in our home and having people in our home right. are two of the best gifts we gave our kids. Wow, it was a natural thing for them to do small group and open their Bibles. That's so good. Yeah, and one of the resources that children's ministry ministry is going to be given to parents Mm -hmm. is is a really, it's kind of their own bread, journal, family devotional thing. Uh, It's super cool. They did a great job. Club Crackers. Yeah. They caught what? It's a joke. Just smaller pieces of bread. It's fine. The joke didn't land. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, sounded better Um, in my head. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, being able to do it as a family, making it be like a family devotional, you know, as, mm-hmm. you, as you can. But, sorry, man. I, <laughs> so I'm I just going to live under the shame of that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I play guitar. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think for, for me, it's like, it's really, it's, it's believing that, that God really is mm-hmm. there speaking to me. Yeah. You know, it's because I think... It, it can turn into a task or it can turn into something, it can turn, feel like a burden yeah. or I'm just doing it or I think I can do life on my own mm. or whatever it is, but really believing, really remembering and knowing that God really is with me and speaking to me and moving in me, mm. um, that, that can be hard to sustain, yeah. you know, and I can sort of be prideful. It's like the opposite of this posture of humility when you're letting God examine you and move in you, you know, it can turn to the opposite. Oh, I'm fine. You know, I after you d- I do this for a while, I'm doing great. Uh, and then you can fall out of this discipline. You quickly realize I cannot, you know, like yeah. it, it's just abiding in him all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for me is sort of the hardest thing is just remembering like this really, this is it. This is like, he's my source of life. Yeah. And there's really yeah. nothing outside of that. Um, but you have to believe it to have the discipline to do it all the time. And I, I probably, this may not be helpful, but I think sometimes when your life is at its best, this is the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when things are just falling apart <laughs> and yeah. you realize how much you do need Him, then it's easier and yeah. it's something you long for. So I think, you know, we live in a culture that we have pretty much everything we need. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that sometimes works against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we move on from this point, too, I just want to kind of mention people who maybe are on two different sides of a, of a spectrum, one of which is like there's almost an intimidation when you start to read the, the, through, the mm-hmm. through a chunk of the Bible or read through the Bible every single day that like, well, am I going to? Am I going to interpret it the right way? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to believe the right things about it? Am mm-hmm. I going to get some stuff wrong? And just to encourage you if that's where you're at, um, that the Holy Spirit— 
part of his role in your life is to guide you through that. Yeah. And you will get some stuff wrong. And that's okay because that's yeah. what that's why we do this yes. in community. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yes, the answer right. is yes. Just like everybody. And then on the other side of that spectrum, people, maybe you've read through the Bible a number of times. And when you're reading through the Bible, you're reading through, you know, whatever, Philippians again. The, the struggle for you is almost familiarity. Of like, mm-hmm. I've read this 30 times and I've studied it in depth, but here I, here I am again. Just to ask the Spirit for just a fresh mm-hmm. understanding, to see something in a way that maybe you never have before. And so kind of the answer to both sides of that spectrum is just ask the Holy Spirit for help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite illustrations about the book of John is it's like a pool and you can can wade (laughs) through the shallow parts and you're fine and there's enough for you there, but there is a deep, deep, deep end that you Mm. will never reach the bottom of. But that's the same for all of scripture. Yep, that's right. You, it is enough for anybody and God speaks to you there. And it's also, you will never plume the the depths of scripture and what God has for you. Yeah. So it's for all of us, which is amazing. Yeah. So we've already sort of talked about it, but um, you all, I, I know, have been studying and in God's word for a long time. So so, so what for you has been just something, something beneficial? What's happened in your lives from out of this discipline of being in God's word? And that's a huge question. No, well, at its most simple, I think, just getting to know Jesus. I mean, I, we believe that the Bible is one unified story that leads to Jesus. And so reading it every day has allowed me the privilege and gift of getting mm-hmm. to know the person of Jesus, and, who is a person I will spend all of eternity getting to know. And we'll never reach, like you said, never reach the complete depths of that. But every day to get to know him a little bit more is the best gift that I could receive from studying the scripture. So for me, that's like, I would say just, you know, the kind of chief thing. Mm -hmm. I think early on, um, I was raised in a family that was very devoted to church and um, we prayed together, we prayed alone, but um, I felt like I, I had a lot of really good beliefs, but I didn't know where they came from. Hmm. And so when I started studying the Word, it was like, that's why I believe that, Hmm. you know? And just to see the truth in Scripture has been probably my biggest uh, gift, but it's also has kind of the other side of that is I want to know truth. Hmm. It's like, I don't politely don't want your opinion. (laughs) I really want to know what does the Bible say about that? So, uh, and it's, and it's just constant growth. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I just want to know why I believe what I believe. And because there's, there's confidence in that. I trust God. I don't understand it all. Like I said earlier, I used to be afraid of what I didn't know. And then someone early on said, Denise, you're really only responsible for what God reveals to you. So don't be afraid of the word. Just go to it open and, you know, see what he does. And um, and so I just think, and obviously I'm the oldest one at the table, it has never stopped, you know. But um, I, one of the first ladies that ever discipled me, we were doing Bible memory, and I loosely paraphrased something, and she said, Denise, this is God's Word, and we need to be careful with it. And so that was even a learn for me is that this Word is sacred, Um and I want to be careful with it. I want to accurately tell people things. And uh, I remember even here in the church that when we really made a hard turn to everything's going to be gospel-centered, and I remember having a conversation with Yancey one time, or just, and he was talking about verses that we take out of context. Mm-hmm. 
And I had done that in a lot of those. <laughs> and so I'm just constantly learning. It's yeah. like I want to handle God's Word accurately so I can reveal Him to people accurately, mm-hmm. you know? And I want to know what I believe and why I believe it and be able to point to it. It's like, this is why. It yeah. says it here. Yes. <laughs> so so I, I just, I think it's a huge privilege. I, I think I'm sort so. of like other end of the spectrum from mm. you. Um, just I had so many questions about whether it was good or not. Mm. And so I think to, to really spend the time to open up God's Word myself yeah. and really dig into it and try to understand it and let God speak to me through His Spirit, it opened up just the the beauty yeah. and yeah. the truth of this story, this true story of who God is and who Jesus is, mm-hmm. and it, which is just the foundation for everything else. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, for, for me, it's really like that, this, even though it can be sort of made fun of in our culture mm-hmm. and it takes work to understand, it really is the the primary place with God's spirit mm-hmm. that we really we understand mm-hmm. everything of life. And so I'm like, it's, it's the foundation for everything. Yeah. And so if you take time to really dig into it, then, you know, everything else sort of falls into place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I'd say kind of along the lines of that. So, I mean, we believe the Bible, it, in the Bible, God has spoken, but God is also speaking through it today. Yeah. And uh, a common experience that I I have, and I feel like a lot of people I know have, is that when uh, you have this regular rhythm of reading the Bible, all of a sudden, um, God is kind of bringing these other things into your life outside of that time that are all connected. Mm. And, and you're starting to like integrate it in different ways. Like, uh, and maybe at first you kind of dismiss it of being like, mm. oh, that's just a coincidence. Yeah. But then as it happens over mm-hmm. and over again, you're like, this scene doesn't seem like it's a coincidence. And I've just sort of learned that it's like, no, no, that those are those times where you're like, oh, God is speaking mm-hmm. and he has been speaking. Um, whenever you read something and then you like, hear a song or you hear a sermon on that passage mm-hmm. or someone else right. does this or like it's, it's something that you read or a, a movie or something. It's like all of a sudden things are just like coming at you in different ways. And you're like, oh, God's yeah. wanting me to get something here. Mm. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know yeah. what that looks like or what. The, I mean, that's just it happens so often, it feels like. And when I talk to other people, it's like they have very similar experience. And like, you know, r- read the Bible f- Read the New Testament with us for a year and, yeah. and see that's right. going to happen. Yeah, yeah it's going to happen. Um, and that's that's how God is speaking yeah. to you. So, I mean, so perk yeah. up your ears yeah. and listen. Yeah, you listen. Know? Yeah, so. God is faithful and God is personal. Mm-hmm. You know, He's faithful all throughout history. He's still faithful today. He's still with us. It's really, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it sure. is incredible. It's amazing. It's awesome. So if someone is um, just a little bit nervous about this, there's someone who's never really tried to do this on their own. Just mm-hmm. what's a, like a word of encouragement? The y'all could give him. Well, I was in a <clears throat> Zoom call the other day for <laughs> kind of a new student thing because I'm starting seminary. And one of the faculty said this. It was, I, I felt, felt super helpful. They said, there are very few people who start something like seminary who are just high capacity people who just add it into their life without subtracting anything else uh, and who make it. <laughs> uh, pretty much everybody who starts, who takes on something like that has to remove something else from their life. And I would say, uh, if this feels overwhelming, which it probably does to a lot of, to a lot of us, it's because we, are, we already feel overwhelmed. Yeah. 
our life in some way already feels overcrowded. Uh, it already feels busy. It already feels like there are people pulling at us or, or tasks pulling at us throughout the day. And so it, it very well might be that you have to look realistically at your life, at your commitments, at the hours of your day, and you have to remove something in order to put this in. Otherwise, just adding it on top um, could potentially just breed frustration and you may just fall out of it. So just taking a good hard look at your life and seeing what am I doing right now? What am I committed to right now that I can maybe remove in order to apply this for the next year? Yeah, I would say just try it. And like you say, find a spot. And, you know, for some reason that crazy doesn't work, maybe try something else, but don't give up. And just, um, but yeah, obviously, I would think most of us are something that's going to have to give to have room for this. But, and then the second thing I would say is expect to hear from him. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd say community, get get around other people that you're doing this with, um, your small group. If you're not in a small group, get into a small group or find other people that, that you know that are reading this too and, um, you know, bring it up, talk about it, you know. Um, and if you get behind, just try to catch up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. one chapter, you know, I know sometimes those read the Bible in a year plans that are four chapters a day. If you get a week behind on because of vacation or something <laughs> like that, it can feel overwhelming. You know, this is one chapter a day. And mm-hmm. so uh, it is possible to catch, even if you're a month behind. I mean, that's only, you know, it's 20... 20 or so or 25 mm-hmm. chapters, you know, you can get back. You know, you can say, I'm going to do two chapters a day or three chapters a day until I'm back on track. Um, but, um, you know, try to get back on track and because there are things that we're going to be talking about as a church that will, it'll help you. Okay, yeah, we all we all read this. All, mm-hmm. you know, however many people are doing this, we all read this together. And um, yeah. there's something powerful in that when the church sure. reads God's yeah, word. Well, and even I would, I mean, would you say though, even if some, if somebody gets a week or two off and it's just like, man, the thought of catching up is just kind of unbearable. It's like, well, then just get jump back in jump with in. us. Yeah. At the very least, don't yeah. try to like scramble and get it all in. Just jump, find the next, find tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, get that's back like in the it. Christian life is like, you know, one step backwards, but just it's full of grace. Right. You know, it's just yep. still like living and expecting God to be with us, and He is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a podcast that's gonna go along with this. That we're gonna walk through these chapters together. Um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be doing this together as a church. So that's you're fun. you're not alone in that's this right. in lots of ways, even though it's personal time with God. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you guys so much. This is super um, helpful and also really exciting. It I is can't exciting. wait. Can't wait to do it as a church. Can't wait to do it myself. So uh, thank you guys for being here. <laughs>